0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the News Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So kind of like yesterday, we have a ton of mini stories for you guys today. I don't know how it ended up like this, It's just how it ended up, but we have four mini stories and then our longer stories quote unquote for today are not super long. So let's go ahead and get into it and we'll update you guys before the weekend. Remember how I told you guys that we were under tornado watch during yesterday's episode? Well, tragically, that tornado did end up touching down, leaving destruction and death in its wake. Two people lost their lives right here in the Oklahoma City area, a town that is just south of Oklahoma City, Cole specifically. The National Weather Service reported that the storm was particularly dangerous because it was so erratic. And as we know, some of the hallmarks of the climate crisis are increased numbers of tornadoes and cyclones, as well as erratic storms. So unfortunately, these types of storms are going to be part of the new normal, but they've always been part of Oklahoma anyway. And for our next mini story, so BuzzFeed, like so many other companies right now, are having to make some tough cuts and they need to lay off about 15% of their workforce to stay afloat. And that means that they've had to make the hard decision to shut down their news division. About 60 jobs in total will be cut from this move, although it's said that they're trying to shuffle some people around to save some jobs, but at least 60 people will be laid off with this and BuzzFeed News will no longer exist. For our third mini story today, people are trying to flee the fighting in Sudan, but this is complicated by the unpredictable nature of the fighting there. Like we covered earlier in the week, if you guys didn't listen to that episode where we touched on Sudan, actually spent about half the episode talking about Sudan, definitely recommend listening to that because there's a lot going on there right now. But basically, communications within the country have been turbulent, to put it lightly. It's hard to tell what's true and what's not right now. No one knows what exactly is going on. So mayhem has ensued and people are trying to evacuate. And the result is even more chaos. Let's hope that things get settled down soon and as peacefully as humanly possible. And for our final mini story today, I wanted to let you guys know that charges against Alec Baldwin for the death that occurred on the set of the film Rust have been dropped. I don't have a ton more information than that, but I just wanted to pass along that headline before we go for the weekend. So for our first longer story today, the SpaceX rocket blows up midair. So the SpaceX rocket did launch in Texas yesterday morning, but it also exploded midair over the Gulf of Mexico, which was not the plan. SpaceX, if you guys remember, is Elon Musk's private space exploration group. And this isn't a fatal mistake for the group or anything like that. These launches, after all, are Experiments of sorts, but it is a setback nonetheless, as the rocket did not achieve what it was setting out to do. But at least it successfully launched into the air, which is a feat in and of itself. Now, they have developed a type of rocket called a Falcon 9 that has successfully gone into space 25 times in 2023 alone. So they are making moves, y'all. Don't be fooled. And their mantra over there at SpaceX is, quote, Feel fast learn faster end quote and this is just the latest step in their process so we'll just have to wait and see what happens next we'll keep you guys posted for our next longer story today texas cheerleaders are shot i do have to issue a content warning here this story involves children being shot Two Texas cheerleaders were shot and one is currently fighting for her life after mistakenly trying to get into the wrong car in a grocery store parking lot. Of all things, they went up to the wrong car, opened the door, quickly apologized to the man sitting in the car as it had become clear that they opened the wrong car door. Then they quickly ran back to their real car, the correct vehicle, and that's when the man approached them and started shooting. These girls were also super elite cheerleaders. It's important to know, like if you guys have ever seen the Netflix docu-series Cheer, it's like that, but on the high school level. The one who was critically injured in particular is a very well-known figure in the cheer world. The shooter was charged with deadly conduct, which is a third-degree felony, according to NPR, and carries a two to ten-year prison sentence. This tragedy comes on the heels, of course, of the Ralph Jarl incident, where another teen mistakenly went up to the wrong house and was shot and also nearly killed. But also, just this past Tuesday, a six-year-old girl and her parents were shot as she chased a basketball into the yard of a neighbor. The man who shot this little girl and her parents actually had a violent past. He had been charged with assaulting his girlfriend with a sledgehammer just a few months ago, according to Good Morning America. This man is actually on the run, and he's still on the loose. His name is Louis Singletary, and there is a statewide search for him in North Carolina, even involving the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force. These incidents are not slowing down, you guys. They're actually on the rise. And many times, these are people we know should not be armed who are committing these violent acts. Easy access to firearms facilitates crimes like this. And it's children who pay the price. And for our final story today... New York State is paying up to $53 million for wrongfully holding prisoners in solitary confinement. So it has come to light that New York State was holding people who were awaiting trial, so presumed innocent, in solitary confinement for up to 23 hours a day. My jaw dropped when I read that, you guys. That is so wrong as an admitted extrovert, I'm not sure I would even survive that. Typically, if someone breaks prison rules while awaiting trial, they can be put in more extreme conditions. Similar to this, though not to this extent, but they do have to go through a hearing process where a board would approve this move to restrictive housing. But the system did not grant these hearings, and about 4,400 inmates were therefore denied due process. This is a violation of the U.S. Constitution. These violations occurred on the notorious Rikers Island, among other facilities. And this judge is actually considering appointing someone new to run Rikers because of the reoccurring issues and abuses at this prison facility. Pre-trial detainees are supposed to have access to prison programming and religious worship. They're also supposed to live in communal housing and have access to common areas for 14 hours a day and eat alongside the other inmates. However, One of the detainees in this case was held for 14 months in the wrong facility, and some nights would only be given one bowl of cereal to eat for a 24-hour period, and dry, not even with milk, just dry cereal for one bowl of it for 24 hours. And that is just one example. There are 4,400 former inmates with similar experiences who are part of this case, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And thus, there will be a $53 million payout for this case. And that is the news to jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote from SpaceX. I really liked it. Fail fast, learn faster. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward/sugarfree media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just Sugarfreemedia media all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News De Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.